Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of Viking Story. My name is Alan Laycock-Fuchs, and of course, this is an accompanying podcast to a novel that I've written, which is set in the Viking Age. And today we are looking at the last day of the week, the, the only one we haven't covered yet, which is, of course, Friday. And Friday goes back to the goddess Frigg. So Frigdai, Frigdai, Friday. Yeah, <laughs> there you have it. Uh, but for me, personally, I always thought that Friday was associated with Freya. Uh, so the goddess Freya. Fre- that would be Freya Dai. Freya Dai, Friday, Friday. But apparently it is connected with Frigg and not Freya. But I am not the first person to confuse Frigg and Freya. And that's a topic that I will get into just a little bit later. But essentially, there is some scholarly debate as to whether or not Frigg and Freya are perhaps one in the same. But for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to treat, at least the beginning, I'm going to treat both goddesses as uh, individuals in their own right. So let's first of all start with Frigg. Who is she? Well, she is the wife of Odin, so she's quite an important goddess in that respect. Etymologically speaking, her name means love, could also sort of be construed to mean peace or freedom, but it's this sort of idea of love. So uh, not a lot, unfortunately, not a lot of material has come down to us from the Viking Age, from from various sources. It's very likely that a lot of poems, a lot of information, a lot of stories of Frigg have been lost due to time. So we don't know that much about her. What we do know As I said, she's the wife of Odin. She sort of has a little bit of foresight, so she's sort of associated with prophecy. And in the stories that do come down to us involving Frigg, she's very sort of family-focused. And so in this sense, we kind of get an idea that perhaps she was a goddess of prophecy or family and that she could be called on for these types of situations. We also know that Frigg has a feathered cloak, which allows her to fly, but we don't actually have any stories that have come down to us involving this cloak of Frigg's, but apparently it did exist in terms of her family tree. Uh, So her father was named Fjörgun, and as I said, her husband is Odin. She had many sons, perhaps the most famous of which was Balder. And she even has a grandson named Forseti. So we sort of get a good sort of genealogical line of her ancestry. Moving now to Freya, so etymologically speaking, her name means lady, and more in the sense that it was probably a title, kind of like how we have lords and ladies. So she was a lady. She was probably associated with this. She comes from the Vanir, so this is the fertility group. Uh, So she's associated very much with things to do with fertility. So love, sex, beauty, all of the above. But uh, she's also associated with Siva, which is that magic. And it's believed, I've talked before about this war between the Aesir and the Vanir, and that it perhaps can shed a little bit of light on an actual war that took place at one point. And if that is the case, it's quite possible that the character of Freya represents the person who brought Seether, this magic, from the Vanir to the Aesir, because what we do know is that the Aesir were very skeptical of this magic and not not very trusting of it right from the beginning. So this sort of introduction of magic to their group was not well received. Interesting also is that Freya is associated with death, and in particular, war and death. So very much like Odin, she takes half of 
the warriors who die in battle, who are worthy, she takes half of them, Odin takes the other half, but exactly in a parallel with Odin, she takes them to her hall, which is called Sesrumnir, and this is located in Fulkfengne, <laughs> easy for me to say, but it's the, the exact same thing. So half of the, the warriors who die in battle stay in her hall, they feast, they fight each other, and they wait and prepare for Ragnarok. So uh, it's an exact parallel to Odin. Freya also has a feathered cloak, which allows her to fly. And, but just like Frigg, we don't have really any stories of her actually using this cloak, but we do have one account where Loki borrows it. So there you go. In terms of her lineage, her family tree, her father and mother were named Njother and Skadi. Her brother is named Frey. And, of course, she's married as well, and her husband is named Ulther. So, yeah, that's Freya and Frigg in a nutshell. Now let's look a little closer at the debate as to whether or not perhaps they are one and the same. Perhaps they come from, they were once the, the same goddess that split into two. So, some of the points in favor of this argument is that Frigg, in Old Frisian, was, was known as Freya, so it's very similar to Freya. Frigg in Old High German is Freya. So you can see the similarities there. You can also see, perhaps, even if they were two distinct goddesses, how there would be some confusion, perhaps. Paul the Deacon, who was an 8th century monk and historian, he calls Frigg Freya, actually. So there it's even more confusing. And there are some other parallels as well. So Frigg is married to Odin, as I said, and Freya is married to Od. So... Odin and Odd, etymologically speaking, they are the same. So this is a huge similarity. As a god, Odd, we don't know anything really about him other than that he was married to Freya. Uh, but what we do know, what little we know of Odd or Odr, is that he went away for long spells and he was gone for long durations of time and Freya missed him deeply. So this is also very similar to Odin. And Odin, he also disappears for long spells and is away for long periods of time, and Frigg misses him dearly. So this is another strange similarity, coincidence, perhaps. Both Frigg and Freya are very promiscuous, uh, so there's another thing they have in common. And there's a Swedish academic named Hugo Jungner, and he argues that Frigg and Freya are the same person or the same goddess based on Swedish place name evidence. So these are some of the debates or arguments to, to suggest that perhaps at one point Frigg and Freya were one and the same. There's another argument that kind of contradicts a little bit what I, what I just said, but it has been argued that Freya is not really an attested name outside of Scandinavia. And the only reason I think this is interesting, if it's true, and I'm just, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking the word for it here, but if Freya is not a more Germanic name like Frigg, then it would mean that there was this divergence, perhaps, in Scandinavia. And this is where Freya takes prominence. And if this is true... And if the Aesir-Vanir war was, in fact, a real war, and that the stories we hear about the Aesir and the Vanir are a, test a testament to this actual war that took place, then this war would have likely then occurred in Scandinavia. So I just find that interesting if that's, if that's the case. But yeah, obviously it's, it's really difficult. We just don't have the evidence to really conclusively say whether or not 
Freg and Freya were at one point the same goddess, or if they've since you know the beginning of time have been two separate goddesses. We just don't have enough information. But yeah, if you'd like to keep in touch and communicate more about this subject, then obviously you know how to reach me. It's Viking Story FAQ at Outlook.com. And as I've been saying all along, if you're a fan, if you're an agent, if you're a publisher and you want to get in touch as well, it's the same email, Viking Story FAQ. I'm always interested to hear thoughts and opinions from my listeners and yeah it's a good way to keep in touch so until the next episode cue thor's thunder